0: Hello everyone. This episode is dedicated to my grandma Clara Lillian Cook Brewer, who transitioned 22 years ago. While she was with me, she was the first person to introduce. the Christian Jesus to me. I remember while we would eat her IHOP-style meals and soul food-style meals, even though overall she fed me fruits, vegetables, lean meats mostly, healthy fluids, there was some sweet tea, lemonade, punch, fruit punch, but mostly healthy fluids like juices, waters, what have you. She introduced to me the social cultural world of the biblical church. And I'm grateful that she did those things for me because that was the best way she knew how to love me when people are trying their best to to show as well as maintain unconditional love for you I never take any offense to that um I want to make it clear, though, because it's easy to um, hear about religion and get tense. This is what I can tell you. My grandma was never a person of naivete or immaturity. My grandma was never a person of overconsciousness. My grandma was never a person of low self-esteem. My grandma was never a person of over-intellectualization. My grandma was never a person of emotional dependency. Let me say it another way. So the description for naivety or immaturity, which says people find it too hard to accept the idea that some people are cunning, devious and ruthless or are in denial. If they're being taken advantage of, they will acknowledge the fact of being manipulated only for the curse too often. Never, my grandma. So, the description of overconscientiousness people who are much harder on themselves than on others often are too willing to give another the benefit of the doubt and see their side of things while blaming themselves for hurting the manipulator. Never, my grandma. So the description of low self-esteem, people who struggle with self-doubting, lacking in confidence and assertiveness, are chronically unsure of their right to pursue, to pursue the legitimate wants and needs. They're likely to go on the defensive too easily when challenged by an aggressive personality. Never, my grandma. The description of over-intellectualization, people believe that others only do hurtful things for their some legitimate understandable reason, for manipulation, they might dis- they might dilute themselves into believing that uncovering and understanding all the reasons for the manipulator's behavior will be sufficient to make things different. Never, my grandma. The description of emotional dependency: people who have a submissive or dependent personality. The more emotionally dependent a person is, the more vulnerable they are to being manipulated, and- manipulated and exploited. Never, my grandma. Okay, my grandma was never. A cult leader. My grandma was never a cult follower. (sighs) My grandma never was a part of destructive cults, doomsday cults, political cults, polygamous cults, racist cults, terrorist cults, and all kinds of cults. My grandma never had anything to do with any kind of cult. She never had a cult of personality. Um, my grandma was never a part of any gang. She was never a gang She was never a gang leader. So I want to say that because easy nowadays to hear the word religion and think anybody trying to teach you religion, all of them are cult leaders. No, my grandma never came at me with a cult vibe about herself. Because she used Jesus and her faith in him to be a community advocate, a neighborhood activist. And she did the best she could to... Resolve the ills of her surrounding areas. Um, she had the kind of faith that still speaks to me, even as a grown adult man that I am. Because she did not allow poverty single motherhood of eight children and growing up in a crack epidemic infested community to stop her from being a compassionate conduct minded individual so I'm going to tell you more of who my grandma was. So she was a person who I enjoy the designated Christian behaviors and practices she taught me. I enjoy the Christian morals, Christian beliefs, Christian worldviews, and the Christian text called the Bible that she taught me. I enjoy the Christian sanctified places, Christian prophecies, Christian ethics, and Christian organizations that she taught me. I enjoy the Christian supernatural, Christian transcendental, and Christian spiritual elements that she taught me. I enjoy the Christian divine, Christian sacredness, Christian faith, Christian supernatural being, and Christian Christian supernatural beings that she taught me. Why do I say I enjoy the, the why, why am I basically saying that I enjoy The Christian social cultural system That she taught me Because It made me It makes me um, Understand that even logic has, has its limitations Even though logic is a beautiful gift and that the impossible and the unexplainable happens, and there, and and there, and there is no human that is finite that can answer all of life's questions. Um, and it made me have to admit that. We, as human beings, we find ways to deal with unanswered questions, unfilled blanks. My grandma chose to chose the Christianity pathway, Um, and when she was telling me these things. It was never the brain, it was never brainwashing at all. That was her way of saying that she lived a life where she was a victim of Jim Crow. More importantly, a survivor thriver despite Jim Crow orphaned um her parents were deceased by the time she was an adolescent and had to live with a sister after a while her sister couldn't have her live with her anymore she went to north carolina went to harlem where her sister was and then lived in washington dc the rest of her life met her military husband He passed away young when he was 47 years old. She never remarried, as far as we know. She was never in another romantic relationship, as far as we know, because in those days, people kept hush about their private dealings with other people. So if she did have another relationship or did date, she was very private about that. So and she grew up in a time where black people experienced legal economic exploitation, legal racial exploitation, legal political exploitation, legal reproductive exploitation, legal sexual exploitation. Uh, legal environmental exploitation, legal, legal political exploitation, legal cultural exploitation, legal spiritual exploitation, legal intellectual exploitation, legal psychological exploitation, and legal academic exploitation, legal, professional exploitation, legal, personal exploitation. So I understand why my grandma turned to the Christian faith. I turned to the Christian faith for very similar reasons. I was forced in organized crime. I had no way out but Jesus me my grandma and I we were in we were in immeasurably dire conditions. We were dealing with oppression beyond measure and beyond compare, and it was so sensitive for us that Jesus was our way of of facing. These bigger than Goliath type of giants of the intersectionality of disenfranchisement. So I understand why I became Christian and why my grandmother became Christian. So I appreciate that my. I appreciate that my grandma taught me um, Christian rituals, Christian sermons, Christian commemoration or Christian veneration of Christian saints, the Christian deity called Yahweh, uh, Christian sacrifices, Christian festivals, Christian feasts, Christian trances, T-R-A-N-C-E-S, Christian initiations, Christian matrimonial, funerary, funerary services uh Christian meditation, Christian prayer, Christian music, Christian art, Christian dance, Christian television, Christian public service, Christian sacred histories, Christian narratives, Christian sacred texts, again called the Holy Bible, Christian symbols, Christian holy places, the Christian life meanings, the Christian origin of life, the Christian universe and other Christian phenomena. And here's so overall I enjoyed Overall, I appreciate my grandma teaching me the Christian religion um, and Christian religious practices. And I'll tell you why. Because my grandma, in terms of her relationship with Jesus, um, she, was not a, she was never a bigot. Um, she was never hateful. Uh, never discriminatory. Never small-minded. Never closed-minded. Never open. Never open to cruelty. She was never cruel. She was never small-minded. She was never narrow-minded. She was never one-track-minded. Um, she was never prejudicial. Never hypocritical. Never judgmental. Um, never phobic. Um, my grandma was an intellectual. She liked to study, read, and research. Um, uh, my grandma appreciated science, you know, and, um, that's where I get my love of science from because she was, my grandma was an inquisitive person. Um, and she uh, mentioned her, her appreciation to, of, science, of of science to me. She she mentioned her appreciation of science to me From what I remember And um, She appreciated Intellectual virtues My grandma Was the kind of person that She was never stuck up um, She embraced constructive criticism And she was always open To learning, growing, and evolving She was the type of person She was willing to change her mind If she felt like There was a healthier way to perceive reality. Um, My grandma was the kind of person that you always felt loved by her. Uh, She never looked down on anybody. Never a bully, never a tyrant, never a wellian, never autocratic, never... um, Authoritarian, never totalitarian, you know, never a dictator. Um, she was never a state religion person. She was never a Christian nationalism person. She was never a religious right person. Uh, she was never a theocracy person. Uh, she was never a Zionism person. Uh, she was never... a a person that treated people differently in a bad way, even if they did not call themselves Christians or lived the way the church says to via the Bible. Um... She was never a moral majority person. Um, She was never a Republican Jesus person. She was never a white nationalist Jesus person. She was never a supply side Jesus person. She was never a MAGA extremism Jesus person. Um, she, she did Christian, she did Christianity in the ways that most people can respect, love and like, whether they call themselves Christians or not, like, she wasn't the type of person that valued forced conversions. Um, she was never the type of person that embraced, Slave holding religion. She she did not. She never embraced uh, Southern Christianity. She never embraced Jim Crow Christianity. She never embraced situational religion. She never embraced tribal religion. She never embraced um, transactional religion. She was basically Christian in all the ways that make sense to people, whether they're Christian or not. It's like okay, you're doing christian you're doing the Christian life completely right. My grandma was never a was ne, my grandma was never into favoritism, never into elitism. Never into tribalism. Never into defeatism. Never into pessimism. Never into cynicism. Never to, into reclusion. Never into stoicism. Never into fatalism. Never into escapism. Never into separatism. She she was never those things. Um, and my grandma was never mean. Never rude. Never disrespectful. Um, She didn't live a life of constantly insulting people. Um, She was an open-minded, open-hearted woman. And yes, she was open about her faith. But she was open about her faith in a way that made people feel loved. And many people were endeared to her. Because of, because of her being endeared to them It was a mutual exchange of empathy um, And, and it, was, uh, it was reciprocity involved And that's what I appreciate about my grandma um, I can tell you who she's not though um dependent dependent people need to be loved and are therefore gullible and liable to say yes to something to which they should say no never her immature has impaired judgment so tends to believe exaggerated advertising claims never her naive cannot believe there are dishonest people in the world or takes it for granted that if there are any They will not be allowed to prey, P-R-E-Y, on others, never heard. Impressionable, overly seduced by charmers, never heard. Trusting, people are honest often assume that everyone else is honest. They are more likely to commit themselves to people they hardly know, without checking credentials, etc., and less likely to question so-called experts, never heard. Carelessness, not giving sufficient amount of thought or attention to harm or errors, never heard lonely lonely people may accept any offer of human contact a psychopathic stranger may offer human companionship for a price never her narcissistic narcissists are prone to falling for unmerited flattery never her impulsive makes snap decisions never her altruistic the opposite of psychopathic too honest too fair too empathetic never her um Implication Carries itself. self-underwear Psychopaths will be manipulated easily Because of their lack of regret Meanness, boldness, and disin- disinhibition Never heard um, Too frugal Can never say no to a bargain If they know the reason It is super cheap Never heard She budgeted her money well She was good frugal though Materialistics Easy prey for loan sharks Or get-rich-quick schemes Never heard Greedy The greedy and dishonest may fall prey to a psychopath who can easily entice them to act in an immoral way. Never heard Masochistic Lack self-respect so un- and so unconsciously let psychopaths take advantage of them. They think they deserve it out of a sense of guilt. Never heard The elderly The elderly can become fatigued and less capable of multitasking. When hearing a sales pitch, they're less likely to consider that it could be a con. P I T C H, okay? They are prone to giving money to someone with a hard luck story. See so all abuse. Never her. Um. Never heard at all. Positive reinforcement includes praise, superficial charm, superficial sympathy, crocodile tears, excessive apologizing, money, approval, gifts, attention, facial expressions, such as a forced laugh or smile, public recognition. Never her. Negative reinforcement involves removing one from a negative situation as a reward. Never her. Gaslighting. Never her. Intimate or partial reinforcement. Partial intimate negative reinforcement can create an effective climate of fear and doubt. Partial or or intermittent positive reinforcement can encourage the victim to persist. Well, she was never the intermittent negative reinforcement type. She was never the partial reinforcement type in a bad way. But the positive reinforcement encouraging the victim to persist in the right way, yes, the wrong way, never hurt. Uh, punishment includes nagging, yelling, the silent treatment, intimidation, threats, swearing, emotional blackmail, guilt trips, sulking, crying, and playing the victim. Never heard. Traumatic one trial learning. Su- e- using verbal abuse, explosive anger, or other intimidating behavior to establish dominance or superiority. Even one incident of such behavior can condition or train victims to avoid upsetting, confronting, or contradicting the manipulator. Never heard. Um, She was never the person to be a manipulator, she had no victims to control. So, inspiring the desire to please, addiction to earning the approval and acceptance of others, emotophobia, fear of negative emotion, fear of expressing anger, frustration, and disapproval, lack of assertiveness and ability to say no, blurry sense of identity with soft personal boundaries, low self reliance, and external locus of control. She was never those things. She was never a manipulator because she never exploited the vulnerable. She never exploited the following vulnerabilities buttons that exist in victims. She had no victims. She never victimized anybody. So, the need to advance their own purposes and personal gain at virtually any cost to others never her. A strong need to attain feelings of power, superiority, in relationships with others. Compare megalomania associated with, for example, narcissistic personality disorder. Never heard. A want and need to feel in control. Never heard. A desire to gain a feeling of power over others in order to raise their perception of self-esteem. Never heard. Furtherance of cult dynamics and recruiting or retaining followers. Never heard. Boredom or growing tired of one's surroundings. See manipulation as a game more than hurting others. Never heard. Covert agendas, criminal or otherwise, including financial manipulation, often seen when intentionally targeting the elderly or unsuspecting unprotected wealthy for the sole purpose of obtaining victims' as financial assets. Never her. Not identifying with underlying emotions, including experiencing commitment phobia and subsequent rationalization. Offenders do not manipulate consciously, but rather try to convince themselves of the invalidity and validity of their own emotions. Never heard. Lack of self-control over impulsive antisocial behavior, leading to preemptive or reactionary manipulation to maintain image. Never heard. Concealing aggressive intentions and behaviors to being affable. Never heard. Knowing the psychological vulnerabilities of the victim to determine which tactics are likely to be the most effective. Never heard. Having a sufficient level of ruthlessness to have no qualms about causing harm to the victim if necessary. Never heard. Lying by commission, which means it's hard to tell if somebody is lying at the time they do it, although often the truth may be apparent later when it is too late. One way to minimize the chance of being lied to is to understand that some personality types, particularly psychopaths, are experts at lying and cheating, doing it frequently and often in subtle ways. Never heard. Lying by omission. This is a subtle form of lying by withholding a significant amount of the truth. This technique is also used in propaganda. Never heard. Denial. Manipulator refuses to admit they've done something wrong. Never heard. Rationalization. An excuse made by the manipulator for inappropriate behavior. Rationalization is closely related to spin. Never heard. Minimization. This is a type of this is a type of denial coupled with rationalization. The manipulator asserts that their behavior is not as harmful or irresponsible as someone else was suggesting. Never heard. Selective inattention or selective attention. Manipulator refuses to pay attention to anything that may distract their agenda. Never heard. And oh, remember for the minimization part again. Never heard uh, diversion. Manipulator not giving a straight answer to a straight question, instead being diversionary, steering the conversation onto another topic. Never heard evasion, similar to diversion, but giving irrelevant, rambling, or vague responses. Never heard covert oh, intimidation. Manipulator putting the victim onto the defensive by using veiled, subtle, indirect, or implied threats. Never heard. Guilt trip, a special kind of intimidation tactic. A I manipulator suggests to suggest to the conscientious victim that they do not care enough, are too selfish, or have it too easy. This could result in the victim feeling bad, keeping them in a self-doubting, anxious, and submissive position. Never heard shaming manipulator uses sarcasm and put downs to increase fear and self-doubt in the victim manipulator uses manipulators use this tactic to make others feel unworthy therefore defer to them manipulators can make one feel ashamed for even daring to challenge them it is an effective way to foster a sense of inadequacy in the victim never her vilifying the victim this tactic is a powerful means of putting the victim on the defensive while simultaneously masking the aggressive intent of the manipulator while the manipulator falsely accuses the victim as being an abuser in response when the victim stands up for or defends themselves or their position never heard playing the victim role manipulator portrays themselves as a victim of circumstance or of someone else's behavior in order to gain pity sympathy or evoke compassion and thereby get something from another. Caring, conscientious people often cannot stand to see anyone suffering, and the manipulator often finds it easy to play on sympathy to get cooperation. Never her playing the servant role. Cloaking a self-serving agenda in the guise, G I S C of a service to a more noble cause. Never heard. Seduction. Manipulator uses charm, praise, flattery, or overtly supporting others in order to get them to lower their defenses and give their trust and loyalty to the manipulator. They will also offer help with the intent to gain trust and access to an unsuspecting victim they have charmed. Never heard. Projecting the blame for blaming others. Manipulators, scapegoats, and manipulating scapegoats is often subtle hard to detect ways often the manipulator will project their own thinking onto the victim Mag- making the victim look like they've done something wrong manipulators also claim that the victim is the one who is at fault for believing lies that they were conned into believing as if the victim forced the manipulator to be deceitful all blame except for the part that is used by the manipulator to accept false guilt is done in order to make the victim feel guilty about making healthy choices correct thinking and good behaviors it is frequently used as a, as a means of psychological and emotional manipulation and control. Manipulators lie about lying only to re-manipulate the original, less believable story into a quote-unquote more acceptable truth than the victim will believe. Projecting lies as being the truth is another common method of control and manipulation. Manipulators may falsely accuse the victim of deserving to be treated that way. They often claim that the victim is crazy or abusive, especially when there is evidence against a manipulator. Never her. Feigning innocence, manipulator tries to suggest that any harm done was unintentional or that they did not do something that they were accused of. Manipulator may put on a look of surprise and indignation. This tactic makes the victim question their own judgment, possibly their own sanity. Never her. Feigning confusion, manipulator tries to play dumb by pretending they do not know what the victim is talking about or is confused about an important issue brought to their attention. The manipulator intentionally confuses the victim in order for the victim to doubt their own accuracy of perception. Often, pointing out key elements that the manipulator intentionally included in case there is room for doubt. Sometimes manipulators will have used cohorts in order to help back up their story. Never heard. Brandishing anger, manipulator uses anger to brand a sufficient emotional intensity and rage to shock the victim into submission. The manipulator is not actually angry; they just put on an act. They just want what they want and. Get quote unquote angry when denied. controlled anger is often used as a manipulation tactic to avoid confrontation, avoid telling the truth, or to further hide intent. They are often threats used by the manipulator of going to the police or falsely reporting abuses that the manipulator intentionally contrived to scare or intimidate the victim into submission. Blackmail and other threats of exposure are other forms of controlled anger and manipulation, especially when the victim refuses initial requests or suggestions by the manipulator. Anger is also used as a defense so the manipulator can avoid telling truths at inconvenient times or circumstances. Anger is often used as a tool or defense to ward off inquiries or suspicion. The victim becomes more focused on the anger side of the manipulation tactic. Never heard. Randwagon effect. Manipulator comforts the victim into submission by claiming whether true or false that many people already have done something and the victim should as well. Such manipulation can be seen in peer pressure situations, often occurring in scenarios where the manipulator attempts to influence the victim into trying drugs or other substances. Never her. And I'll conclude... Abusive power control or controlling behavior, coercive control, is the way that abusers gain and maintain power and control over a victim for an abusive purpose, such as psychological, physical, sexual, or financial abuse. Never heard. The abuse can be for various reasons, such as personal gain, personal gratification, psychological projection, devaluation, envy, or just for the sake of it. As the abuser may simply enjoy exercising power and control. Never heard. Controlling abusers may use may use multiple tactics to exert power and control over their victims. The tactics themselves are psychologically and sometimes physically abusive. Control may be helped through economic abuse, thus limiting the victim's actions as as they may then lack the necessary resources to resist the abuse. The goal of the abuser is to control and intimidate the victim or to influence them to feel that that they do not have an equal voice in the relationship. Never heard. Manipulators and abusers control their victims with a range of tactics, including positive reinforcements such as praise. Superficial charm, flattery, ingratiation, love bombing, smiling, gives attention, negative reinforcement, intermittent or partial reinforcement, psychological punishment such as nagging, silent treatment, swearing, threats, intimidation, emotional blackmail, guilt trips, inattention, and traumatic tactics such as verbal abuse, or explosive anger, never heard. Um, the vulnerabilities of the victim are exploited with those who are particularly vulnerable being most often selected as targets. Dramatic bonding can occur between the abuser and victim as a result of ongoing cycles of abuse in which the intermittent reinforcement of reward and punishment creates powerful emotional bonds that are resistant to change in a climate of fear. An attempt may be made to normalize, legitimize, rationalize, deny, or minimize abusive behavior or blame the victim for it. Never her um isolation gaslighting mind games lying disinformation propaganda destabilization brainwashing misinformation and divide and rule are often strategies that are often used never her she was never a divide and conquer type of person the victim may be plied with alcohol or drugs or deprived of sleep to help disorient disorientate them never her certain personality types feel particularly compelled to control other people never her I am grateful that my grandma taught me to see Jesus as the Christ, the Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, the Redeemer, the Messiah, Emmanuel with an I, Emmanuel with an E, the Anointed, the Word, the Son, the Son of Man, the Son of God, God, the Son, the Son of David, the Son of Mary, the risen The king of glory, the prince of peace, the good shepherd, king of the Jews, the lamb of God, the only begotten king of kings, Lord of lords, Christ our Lord, the way, the door, the truth, the life, the light of the world, Alpha and Omega, the incarnate word, the word made flesh, God. I'm so grateful that as a as a as a boy. That my grandmother Christened me, immersed me, sprinkled me, named me, baptized me and blessed me. I'm so grateful that my I'm so grateful that my grandmother taught me Christianity, a religion based upon the divinity of Christ, teachings of Christ, the gospel, the faith, um, the body of Christian people, Christendom, the body of Christ, Christians, followers of Christ, the church. An attitude associated with Christianity: Christian spirit, forgiving disposition, mercy, kindness, healthy, toler- healthy, holy tolerance. Um, the Christian faith, the Christian religion. I'm so grateful that my grandma taught me how to be a mature Christian, mature, pious, mature, reverent, mature, gentile. Because, you know. My grandma and I are not Jews, so that's why I say Gentile. Um, Mature church, mature saints. And mature Protestants. uh, Mature humble and being maturely religious, maturely reverent. Um, I'm grateful that my grandma you know was not is a phenomenal and excellent example of christianity and being a christian um and i'm glad that she sees me as a a phenomenal excellent example of christianity being christian too um And then I'll conclude with this. I'm grateful that my grandma taught me that God is the Judeo-Christian Deity, Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, the Almighty, the King of Kings, the Godhead, the Creator, the Maker, the Supreme Being, the Ruler of Heaven, our Father in Heaven, Almighty God, God God Almighty, the Deity, the Divinity, Providence, the All-Knowing, the Infinite Spirit, the First Cause, the Lord of Lords, the Supreme Soul, the All-Wise, the All-Merciful, the All-Powerful, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, threefold Unity, Father and Son, Holy Spirit. God, the Son, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the Nazarene, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of Mary, the Lamb of God, Emmanuel, can I, Emmanuel, can E, the King of the Jews, the Prince of Peace, the Good Shepherd, the Way, the Door, the Truth, the Life, the Light, the Light the Christ Child, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, Deity, Divinity, Divine Being, Spirit, Godhead, Omniscient, Omnipotent, Omnipresent, and Omnibenevolent. Um, because my grandma grew up in a time where God was presented as male, um, much more than nowadays, my grandma had a high respect for women, for men, for children, um, you know my grandma from what i know she never made lgbtq plus people feel that they were banned from god's care um my grandma had all the traditional Christian beliefs that you can think of, but I can honestly say that um, she had a heart for those oppressed. Like, she cared about... (sighs) She cared about the distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society where individuals' rights are recognized and protected. She cared about... um, Equal rights when it came to taxation, social insurance, public health, public school, public services, labor law, regulation of markets to ensure distribution of wealth and equal opportunity. She cared about the breaking of barriers for social mobility, the creation of safety nets, and economic justice. She cared about social justice. Um, I get my love for Um, For advocating just for migrants, prisoners, the environment, and the physically and developmentally disabled from her, I get my love of social equality, economic equality, income equality, wealth equality, equity, and equality from her. I'm a gender and ethnic equality type of person. So, um... I get my grassroots democracy and ecological wisdom from her. So... My grandma had all the beliefs that would fit into the umbrella of what is called conservative Christianity. Uh, But she was never hard-hearted towards anybody. She was never hard-hearted towards anybody different than her either. And um, this last thing I'll say and I'll conclude um, my grandma was never a Pharisee. She was always a true mature kingdom disciple, and she was always a holy ghost filled baptized and saved example of mature and complete Christian living. There's more I gotta say, so... Well, my my grandma taught me the higher view of scripture being the authoritative word of God, and I respect that. My grandma taught me the belief in the authority of the Bible as God's revelation to humanity, and I respect that. My grandma taught me Bible prophecy and biblical inerrancy as being affirmed. I respect that. My grandma taught me biblical infallibility, and I respect that. My grandma taught me the understanding that the Bible and original manuscripts is the final authority in all matters on matters on which it speaks or on matters of faith and religion. I respect that. My grandma taught me the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. I respect that. She was age appropriate about it, though. Uh, my grandma taught me the doctrine of Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I respect that. My... My grandma taught me the doctrine of the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is fully God and fully man, and I respect that. My grandma taught me the literal physical resurrection of Jesus, and I respect that. My grandma taught me the literal physical return of Jesus, and I respect that. My grandma taught me the belief in both a literal heaven and a literal hell, I respect that. She never mentioned purgatory to me, and I respect that too. I respect those things. Uh, my grandma taught me the doctrine of original sin, And I respect that. My grandma taught me that the resurrection of Christ is seen as the most important actual event in the history of the world. And I respect that. My grandma taught me that the central focus on Christ's redeeming work on the cross is the only means for salvation and forgiveness of sins. And I respect that. My grandma taught me that I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, according to John chapter 14, verse 6. And I uh, respect that. Um... Basically, my grandma taught me um, sola scriptura, that posits the Bible as the sole infallible authority. That posits the Bible as the sole infallible source of authority for Christian faith and practice, and I respect that. And um, when I say respect that, meaning I appreciate. I'm grateful for it because I know that she meant me no harm and never means me any harm. She never means anybody any harm. Basically... My grandma taught me that the Nicene Creed and the Apostle Creed are all true. She taught me that Jesus was a Galilean Jew. Some people say Palestinian Jew. Um, he was circumcised, was baptized by John the Baptist, began his own mission, is was often referred to as Rabbi, and I respect that. She taught me that Jesus debated with fellow Jews on how to best follow God, engaged in healings, taught parables and gathered followers, and I respect that. She taught me that Jesus was arrested in Jerusalem and tried by the Jewish authorities turned over to the Roman government and crucified on the order of Pontius Pilate, the Roman prefect of Judea. And I respect that. She taught me that after his death, his followers believed he rose from the dead and the community they formed eventually became the early Christian church. And I respect that. She taught me that accounts of his teachings and life were, were initially conserved by oral transmission, which was the source of the written gospels. And I respect that. She taught me that Christian theology includes the beliefs that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, was born of a virgin named Mary, performed miracles. Founded the Christian church, died by crucifixion, as sacrifice to achieve atonement for sin, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven from where he will return. And I respect that. She taught me that Jesus enables people to be reconciled to God. And I respect that. She taught me that Jesus will judge living and the dead either before or after the bodily resurrection, and I respect that. She taught me the second coming of Jesus in Christian eschatology, and I respect that. She taught me that. Jesus should be worshipped as the incarnation of God, the Son, the Second, and three prosopons of the Trinity. I respect that. Um, She she taught me to be what is called a Trinitarian. Um, God being co-eternal, co-substantive, Co-eternal she basically taught me that Jesus that the Holy Trinity is co-eternal, co-substantial and co-equal. respect that she taught me to rightly divide the word of truth and I respect that she taught me to not uh, supersede or trump scripture Um, Trump in this case refers to not um, not discarding scriptures what she taught me and I respect all of these teachings she taught me. Um, you know, she taught me spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues and exorcisms and praise dancing and falling on the altar. She didn't say that all Christians do these things, she was saying that these are some of the things that happen to some people in the church world. She said everybody has spiritual gifts. She the one that she noticed in me the most was pastor. Um, She used to tell me that I would be an excellent pastor, prophet, apostle, and evangelist for the nations. And I remember her always uh, telling me that I should have a godly wife and godly children. She used to tell me that all the time. So she would tell me I would be profoundly effective for God and God's kingdom and uh, I respect I honor I appreciate and I have contentment for all of the teachings of Christianity and all the teachings of Jesus that she gave me because I never doubt that the permanent unconditional God paid love from me to her and from her to me as a ch- you know as a child, and even now, I think about the whole stomping on Satan, devil, and demons together with her. And that imagery I've had as a kid, based upon what we talked about while I was a kid, sometimes I replay those conversations in my head as an adult and it's so soothing and smooth to my soul and heart. And she's my guardian angel. She's one of the archangels of heaven to me.